0: Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom.
1: Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom.
0: And joining us in the room is Nigel Lee. How are you doing,
2: Nigel? Yeah, very good, thanks. And yourself? I'm
0: very good, cool. thank you. Good. Uh, Nigel is our Chief Commercial <laughs> Finance Officer for Mediacom UK.
1: And um, so, night what does a CCFO, which is a great title, what, is it, what do you well, actually do, it um, uh, says what do you do yesterday, I think we know you were at the Natural History Museum yesterday because it was it, the back holiday. Exactly, yeah. Like, what does yeah. a typical day look
2: like? Oh, you, uh, my, my answer was going to be about um, about Natural History Museum, <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, really? yeah, I was having a bit of a Google about the CCFO, I think I might be the only one of my kind, I think that's an entirely new title. Um Generally speaking, there's been a shift to move a lot of the core elements of traditional finance and centralise it, reporting, tax audit, which leaves within an agency um, the more commercial aspects, so it's more about supporting the business right. in terms of clients, um, client life cycle, so pitching, running contracts once they're in place and you know occasionally exit management, um, as well as then supporting the management teams, business partnering in terms of running, running departments, profitability. Um, reviews of of any decisions that that need to be taken that might have a financial impact um and then there's there's elements of the standard. so it's forecasting it's it's um revenue forecasts looking at our our um profitability and and targets and ultimately you know how we manage the business to hit, hit the WP targets each year
1: so this is so you, this is your first ccfo role then, yeah, well it's, it's, it's first my first I think it might be the only one the that only there one, is but yes so is it yeah. very different from what you were doing for is there
2: it's broadly similar I mean um so I was the the finance director of OMD uh, UK yep. for three years, um, then group finance director at Densuegis, um, on the media side. Uh, I, I think ultimately the the big difference is scale. I mean, the scale of MediaCom is 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 vast relative yes, to, to the other is. agencies. Yeah. I mean, OMD for example is split between Mann and Gottlieb OMD and OMD. So so as a finance director, there are, there were two of us um, that they're, they're operated financially as two different agencies. So again. Um, much more than than we are here at Medicom.
1: So the train set's um, so, got much bigger. Yes, yeah.
2: exactly. So I'm still it's taking me it's taken me a while of, I'm now in month 4.
1: Yeah.
2: Um still finding my feet. I'm, I'm literally still having uh, meet and greet meetings with people. And
1: and it's been um, but the day you walked in there was urgent stuff to do cuz I can remember. So you haven't really had any Yeah, there's not not a lot of breathing settling space settling in. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean it was straight into uh, I thought it was Quite a good idea to start at the beginning of January. Thought yeah. right, start fresh year. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, straight into audit, straight into yeah. year end, yeah. um, getting those things um, sorted. There was a first WPP forecast at the middle or end of Jan, so yeah. straight into that. Then it's the year end auditors coming in. So yeah, it was. So it's but been you look like you enjoy other. it. Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's yeah, it's certainly not bored. It, it, no, no, not bored. Um, high volume, but enjoyable volume. So yeah, I'm definitely, uh, definitely enjoying being back in the group.
0: So what what do you think makes
2: a good leader in commercials then? So I think it's broadly the same as what makes a good leader. I I think once you're working on the commercial side of the business, um, I think all the the general skill sets are the same. I think the the, the nuance would be um, you need to have... a ideally a bit more numerate and a bit more understanding of the financials really um, and a bit a bit of business acumen yeah. well exactly i mean that, and that's when i first so i joined mindshare in 2003 and, and one of the cells for me at the time was that um, my boss at the time said that within this industry especially media agencies it's a very numerate discipline mm. so generally yeah. speaking you're dealing with people who who understand numbers and, and and therefore understand the business um so i think um yeah I think relationship building, being able to communicate with clients, I think for me probably one of the most important is the willingness to take decisions and act upon decisions mm. and, and not procrastinate. Yeah. Um, so well-informed decision-making, understanding what impact that's going to have on the business mm. and the financials. So do,
0: do you think they're just skills that everyone should have and that everyone should have some skills in commercials as well? So two things, numerate.
2: Yeah, I think um, I mean, not everyone is naturally numerate. No. Um, but I think to a certain extent and certainly as far as commercials are concerned it can be a learned skill um, personally I'm I'm a sort of traditionalist a bit mm-hmm. of a geek accountant I do like the numbers I do like the spreadsheets did, did
1: you love double maths in uh, school?
2: I started doing double maths yeah at A level I think after well, what was it couple of terms, I think sixteen hours of maths let no sixteen maths lessons per week were yeah. beginning to get a bit uh, <laughs> okay. a bit too much and you didn't and, love it yeah. that much. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think I realised I wasn't going to do it at university. So <laughs> um but you know, I have got a dad who's an accountant, I'm mm-hmm. an accountant, my mm-hmm. name's Nigel, so it, it feels like a natural <laughs> fit. Um so yeah I don't I don't shy away from that. But at the same time, you know as you progress, it's not just about the numbers, you need to get a bit of a broader view on things, you need to be able to take a decision, take some calls, some judgment calls, um, where you might not have all the information you want, Um, but having a broad brush view of what impact that could have and understanding the business, I mean, I'll never, I think I should be a strong layman in terms of understanding the nuts and bolts of the business and yeah. what we do yeah. um, across all areas, whether it's sort of having a, a general understanding of, of SEO or, or sort of core media planning, and buying what the Sid guys do. Mm. You know, a broad spectrum without going into the into the real um, detail of it. Um, yeah, and having that sort of transferable skill set.
1: Um, in 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 your world, what do you what do you think the biggest challenge is that we face at Mediacom?
2: So. I've probably not been around the media comp to go very specific, but I know this is a big challenge that mm. we will need to tackle. And, and I think there is, and we've been discussing it as an industry for a while, but the com- commoditization element. And I think the pricing, our remuneration proposals, how we try and charge for value versus mm. uh, just cost plus. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done there. And I think, you know, mm. I see more and more, there's more and more likelihood of an inflection point over the next couple of years in that a lot of the traditional revenue streams and models will will change or are changing mm. uh, and we need to probably look at how we're really constructing remuneration proposals and try and try and uh, look for either alternative alternative ways of building building proposals and and having agreements with clients or well and or being a bit stronger and tougher in terms of negotiations and holding mm. the line to a certain extent mm. Uh, to ensure that you know we've we've got a sustainable business model going forward. What's cost plus? Just for those that uh, so so traditionally you would look at a um, and and procurement on the client side and the third party consultants will be pushing you to say right um, we will build a remuneration proposal based on hours. So we think it would take ten hours to build up a media plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the cost of an individual is X. So it'll be staff cost plus some overhead, maybe some profit in there, uh, and therefore your hourly rate is this. Mm-hmm. 10 hours times that hourly rate will give you a number. Sure. Now then the the issues will come in many fold, but one will be, you know, what happens if you then spend 12 hours? Mm-hmm. Clients won't allow you to just then sort of charge them an extra 20%. Yeah. So you'll end up with fixed costs. You know, what happens over the years when you have cost inflation? Um,
1: what about the quality of the ideas? The quality
2: mm-hmm. of the idea. Yeah, on the flip side, you know, what happens if you have a great idea, but it might only take an hour to produce, yeah. but actually the value to a client can be into the millions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you monetize that? How do you build in remuneration proposals mm-hmm. that can help reflect that and help pass some of that benefit onto the agency? Mm. That's really interesting. Uh, what don't people know about the commercial world? So I think I think probably people know more than they think. I mean, <laughs> um, to to a large extent, I think every. Or, the vast majority of people in the agencies are still within that commercial world they're still making decisions that will have a, ultimately a financial impact on the business um I always think of it there, there are a lot of parallels you can draw just on a personal level by by managing your own bank account your own financials you know mm-hmm. everyone has an income everyone has costs going out everyone is taking decisions about how they manage that and I think there's a lot of parallels that you can draw in terms of the business um
1: it's great I, to hear that actually because I think people don't often think like that and it, it at its base is <coughs> as simple as that, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it,
2: it is exactly like that. I mean, fundamentally, you know, we're part of WPP. WPP is simply, uh, you know, it's a listed company. Its goal is ultimately to, to increase its profit year on year. And, and, you know, the shareholders, that's what they will, will expect. So all decisions for us will be how do you grow revenue and how do you keep costs in line with that revenue growth? And things boil down into there. The rest is then just largely common sense. You know, whether you're dealing with a client, whether you've got a request coming in, whether you're pitching, um, whether you've got a request for approval for, uh, you know, buying a, a brand shiny new thing for the agency, all these decisions come down to that to that one fact. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's largely common sense, and then just experience, mm. and and having a bit of a, a, a experience and a, and a tool toolkit to draw upon from having having sort of witnessed different scenarios at different points in time.
1: Mm. What what do you want to achieve at MediaCom?
2: so i think um when i f- so i joined mindshare 2003 then moved to MEC in 2005 and someone at that point told me that their goal was to make themselves redundant mm-hmm. from the sense of no longer needed as opposed mm-hmm. to being out of work but no longer needed in that role because mm-hmm. they've got it to a point where it's self-sustainable self-fulfilling mm-hmm. and uh, you know ultimately their team can can deliver the role without them being there so i've that's one of the things i've i've sort of remembered over time mm-hmm. I think I'm a natural tinkerer. Anyway, I like to evolve what we're doing, tasks, um, how how things can be made more efficient. I think everyone's under time pressure, so the more you can do in in the least amount of time, and the more you can sort of automate and get things working well, then ultimately that frees up time for other more interesting things. So I think you know the thing I would like to achieve is in you know in a few years' time, if I can get everything running perfectly without me being there, then then that would be goal fulfilled. Very
0: good. Very good. Uh, now onto the regular questions that we ask. To all of our guests.
2: So, do you have a favourite line from a poem, a song, or a book that you want to share? So, I think I'm I'm going to break rules now, but but there are a couple of things. One is is a thing that I or a line that I've used probably the most, and from a work context. So, there's someone called Nicholas Nazim Taylor, who wrote a book yeah. called Black Swan. So, I, I read that at some point after the financial crisis, and one of the pieces that I've t- taken from that and put in some of my presentations is. Um, he likened uh, the subprime and the banking to picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. So, you know, they can make decent money over time, but very small amounts of money, but with very high risk. And you always need to keep your eye on the steamroller. Now, for us, you know, we have, well, Mediacom specifically, over a billion pounds flowing through the books in terms of our clients' media spend. The The revenue we make from that is a relatively small proportion, and the profit we make from that is even smaller so ultimately you know you can you can very quickly burn through a year's worth of profit through either missed bookings bad debt clients um either not signing off a po and then not having a po in place but we've got so many opportunities to burn through profit incredibly rapidly and i saw a couple of instances when i was based in singapore just before i left where um a couple of bits of due diligence weren't followed Mm -hmm. um and ultimately there were a couple of big Write-offs that, that wiped out an entire years' worth of agency mm-hmm. profit. So I've used that that quote most often in uh, in a work context. But the other one is um, so I'm generally hopeless at remembering quotes and jokes and you know favorite songs and best songs. But a year or so ago, I was having a, a healthy argument with someone at work. Um, He's a good friend, and uh, he just threw out a quote from George Bernard Shaw, um, which was the uh, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world, whereas the unreasonable man Persists in adapting the world, or trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Mm. So, I quite like that. It, it resonated with me as a quote. It made me think that actually, it's pretty good to be able to, to sort of throw out a quote in the middle of a conversation. So, yeah. I then started keeping a book about quotes that, oh, wow. that I quite like. So, I started doing that a year or so ago. Um, but it—it was—I think it resonated in the sense that. Probably, certainly early on, earlier on in my career, I did try and sort of, to a certain extent, toe the party line or, or adapt myself to every company's way of doing things and way of working. But certainly in the last five years, as I've moved around agency groups a fair amount, um, I think I can see lots or I've seen lots of areas where certain agencies do very well, some where they're weaker at. And I think there's probably more of a self-belief in understanding, um, you know, limitations of what I know, what I don't know, and, and where I can sort of push for something that I believe is correct and will have uh, a tangible improvement on the on the areas that I'm working on so yeah that's that's that was the so first we can e- quote we in my can book
1: expect, we can expect more challenge which is a good thing
2: yeah. yeah yeah I mean at the same time I'm probably more of of an introvert so it'll be um an it'll in, be sort of introverted challenge introverted but challenge. but it will be certainly a, a self-belief to keep on pushing for for the areas that I think need to uh need to be I've on. read
1: um, The Black Swan the summer of 2008, so immediately yeah. before the big crash. So mm. it felt like prophecy. Very I mean, yeah. just, just for a moment, I then yeah. believed everything he said. Yeah. And then I read one of his other books and stopped believing everything he said. I oh, really? <laughs> have read okay. the other ones yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I've, not, I've, I'm not a huge fan of...
2: Um, I'm halfway through another one, which I say halfway. I probably started it a couple of years ago, I think Full by Randomness well
1: that okay it's probably a sidebar conversation yeah i actually um i persisted with "Fooled by randomness i had to kind of almost bribe myself to i mean if you read another chapter then you then you then you can <coughs> put it away for about a I give it up right I'm okay give it
2: yeah up, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's not worth the persistence right okay so, yeah but um, but It'll be but shelved. black
1: swan really good idea and yeah. at exactly the right time right mm. yeah.
2: yeah right time right place absolutely
1: um, okay if you were a genie what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you I, I find this is the question that basically gives us the biggest insight into our into our guests so looking forward to this one
2: right and I've just realised I've probably failed at the first hurdle mm. in not reading the question commonly available that's, commonly that's available very often that's that... very
1: often the bit that yeah
2: okay so let's see what you got alright well I'll I'll see if I can throw anything else in but um, first one be squash racket so cool. I, I've you know, hopeless at gyms. Don't like running with with no purpose in, in the sense yeah. of sort of yeah. going to hit a ball, kick a ball. So yeah. I've always played squash and, and been doing that for about thirty years. So that's that's my main sort of go to fitness. Um, cool squash racket.
1: Any particular I, type, or do they do the is oh, that not thing?
2: I, just I mean, I, I've, I've got favourites. I've just moved into into a technifibre, but but you know, <laughs> any, any type will be fine. Um Not fussy. So so that then. Some sort of symbol representing the sun, you know, whether it's toy sun or something like that. The okay. so I grew up in the Middle East. So I was I was there till I was thirteen. Sort of in and out swimming pools, sea oh. um, weather. And nowadays the weekends been beautiful. So garden. Um, I've got two boys, so constantly out there. Well, sun, rain, fresh air winter, exercise, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, holidays, all that sort of stuff. For me, I, I'm a bit of a sun sun worshiper. Yeah. Um, then. Then this is probably where, well, in fact, it's probably only one where I missed the brief, but kulkuls So I was trying to think of something that was representative of family. So kulkuls are an uh, Indian Christmas suite. So okay. mum's Indian, um, one of nine, and growing up again, lived in the Middle East, but relatively close to India. So over there quite often, lots of family spread all over the place. Christmas was uh, or is, you know, still still a bit of a tradition where, you know, now with the little boys as well, you yeah. know, m- making kulkuls they're basically just... Sugar, ghee, fat, and, and mm. butter, and not particularly healthy flour. Yeah, okay. Get it's hold easy easy of those. to yeah, make all yeah, the yeah, ingredients. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of reminds me of, of being young and out there, but also now starting with the boys as yeah. well. Um, and the last two are actually fairly easy. So one's a Kindle. Um, so generally speaking, I'm fairly voracious reader. I've 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 got a bit of a um, I'm aiming to read less, in a way, at the moment. This year, Just I tend to be a bit addictive, so as soon as I start getting into things, I'll just keep so on reading. So what, what
1: kind of things do you read?
2: So, again, this is the other thing. Historically, it's been... Go-to would be sci-fi, fantasy okay. sort of books. Um, in, in, a, in an effort to broaden my horizons, I've been trying to force myself to read non-fiction. So I've I probably, until last year, never read a non-fiction book. Wow. Um, but had a couple of recommendations. So I read... Um, Quiet actually uh, yep. about uh, the power of introverts. Which is which um, in a if world only I can't. the extroverts would read it, right? Well except yeah. well there you go, yeah, yeah. so so that's a very good book. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And then Deep Work, um um by uh, I've written it down but Cal Newport, um and that was just about um how to more effectively and efficiently manage your time. I think again, certainly with me, there's lots of elements in the job which are Lots of small piecemeal decisions. Yeah. You know, can you look at this, approve that? Um, yeah. But it just all takes up a lot of time. So, yeah. you know, how can you pull out an hour or two of your day just to work on one one topic um, and really make progress on sort of one big thing and try and do that consistently to then help achieve? Um, so yeah, Kindle, you know, cool. um, would be would be the fourth, and then lastly, a really comfy sofa, okay. <laughs> sort of sit read books put your feet up put your feet up maybe we'll do a, a,
1: a, a stool as well a footstool as well For, yeah, yeah no right. well
2: see I'm more of a you know you if you've you got wanna, a good sofa wanna, I will be lying on the sofa. sofa yeah I'll okay, be cool. taking up a lot of space cool. um, okay, cool. napping that's, thing, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's really nice all sorts. we'll get you that
0: yeah cool. I mean we've, we've touched on books but is there a book that you've given away or recommended the most
2: um, this has probably changed over the years I mean the one that I've oddly probably recommended the most was um the day the crayons quit, because it's it's a book for probably I don't know five or six year olds, um, and and just from sheer volume probably over the last three or four or five years we 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 had it recommended from um, family over in the US, so we keep on telling other people to buy it. It's just it's quite a nice little clever book, um, if you've got young kids. Um, so that's pro- probably uh, from just uh, from, looking, from just a high volume. It now.
0: I'm making a note. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think there's a sequel actually as well. Um, but the one I probably read the most is Good Omens. Um, which is by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman so again fairly fairly light hearted a bit of a blend of the Pratchett type disc world sort of things um, with Neil Gaiman's um, spin so yeah I think they're making a film of it actually or have made a film that'll be released this year so I've I've read that over and over again over the years if we could give you a billboard anywhere where would you put it and what would it say so again a lot of internal debate on this one I think um, lots of Lots of topics that are, um, I guess, relevant and, and things. I think I think um, one of the areas, certainly from a work perspective, I'd like to do more on and build is more management information. Um, so I'm going uh, very, very um, formulaic in a way, but I'm going to go with a big billboard in the front of the building saying time sheets, time sheets, <laughs> time, sheets, time, sheets time sheets, I think um, that that Listen, is, is at media the, heart of the heart of the commercial <laughs> T- to be honest yeah. since being here I've not looked into the into the um, sort of accuracy consistency outstanding timesheets etc so I don't know how much an issue it is but my experience elsewhere is it's you know, it's always an issue isn't it? it its always an issue but you know when you talk about commerciality one of the and possibly the, the most important thing and piece of information you need and data is timesheet information you know we have information on client contracts the remuneration revenue yeah. streams you need you need to have the timesheets for audits compliance um you know we, we're in situations where you might have to pay back money to clients because the time is not recorded correctly so that's probably at its heart and i'd like to do more with it and, and more analysis um over the coming years so that's that's my uh that's my billboard not, not particularly exciting <laughs> no, but no.
1: <laughs> well thank
2: the uh,
0: final question, which you cannot prepare for, Andrew, is mm. from this box, from the the toolkit for careers, from the School of Life. So, if you could pick one, read it out, and then answer it, please. Okay. Thank you.
2: Rank the following in order of importance to you: prestige, money, easy working hours, friendship, creativity, impact on the world. So, ranking it in importance.
1: Are you going for reverse or for reverse or for? Well, I'm
2: going from most important to least right. important. Um, I would go with friendship, probably easy working hours. I, th- I think, it, you know, there's, there's a balance in there. I do quite enjoy elements of working, but ensuring there's that work life balance. Um, then there's a certain element of creativity in the financials that I quite like, you know, yep. those sorts of areas. And then probably money and then impact on the world and prestige. Prestige I mean, lost. Yeah, I'm, if it's personal prestige, I'm just not... Particularly no, fast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think certainly.
1: Although you'll definitely be getting a fan club after this mm, podcast. Yeah. Comes oh, out. well, lovely.
2: <laughs> uh, good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that that's less important. I think impact on the world. Uh, I think while it'd be nice to have some, I, I don't see necessarily the, the correlation on it. But you know, it'd be lovely to, to have some some long lasting impact. Certainly at, at Medicom. Um, yeah, so that would be that would be my list.
1: Well, we look forward to that. Brilliant, mm. brilliant. brilliant. Thank Thanks you very much. You Thanks a lot. Very
2: much. Thanks for having me.